I am way beyond a fanatic. I'm God-possessed. Get it straight. There ain't a demon on the planet that likes Mark Barclay anymore. If that's you, clap and shout one. Say, I am God-possessed. You better get ready. Did you bring a Bible? Praise God, Doc Barkley here. I'm welcoming you to the broadcast. It's going to be a hot one. I'm just telling you right now. Get on social media. Get on your phone. Tell your friends to get hooked up to this program right now. It's a life changer. I'm holding in my hand a really cool series. It's all packaged for you. It's called Ignorant No More. And as we teach this, sometimes on the broadcast, sometimes in the church here, but we collected it for you. This is a must. The Apostle Paul, which really was just speaking for the Holy Spirit, said, I would not have you ignorant, brethren, concerning spiritual things. That's why we did this series. That's why you need this. Jump on the website and check us out. Follow us along. Pray for us. Call everybody right now to get on the broadcast. Get this series from our bookstore online. And I hope to see you out here someday at Living Word Church. Amen. And so here we go. Hope you got your Bible out. We're a Bible people, so we don't just talk a lot. We talk right from the scriptures, and we want you to have the most powerful, victorious, and spiritual walk you've ever known before with our Lord Jesus Christ. Let's go get after the Word of God and let the Holy Spirit get after us. <laughs> Amen. Tonight, I am a believer, therefore I'm a receiver. I do believe that I will receive absolutely everything that God has for me tonight. In Jesus' name, can you say amen? Clap for the television congregation as they join us now in Jesus' name. Welcome again, and welcome to the sanctuary. God bless you. We're teaching a series called Ignorant No More. Let me try it again. We're teaching a series called Ignorant No More. And we're talking about spiritual things because a lot of the body of Christ now, they don't hear it preached anymore. They don't see it happening anymore. And so, praise God, we enjoy the move of the Spirit here. We enjoy God moving. We have testimonies in people's personal lives testimony from our alders and our Holy Spirit conferences and, and other things where God Almighty penetrated through the barrier of our atmosphere and did something super, supernatural. And that's a cool thing. Also, we're supposed to be spiritual Christians, born of the Spirit, filled with the Spirit, led by the Spirit, and walking in the Spirit. Say spiritual. Point at someone and say, you're supposed to be spiritual. Amen. Praise God. Well, let's go to Ephesians chapter 4. <laughs> Ephesians 4. Now, we, in, the, in our last time together, we talked about the seven gifts of Father God. We said that there were seven gifts that Father God brought to church. There are five gifts that Jesus Christ the Son gave to the church. And there are nine gifts of the Spirit. Now, a few sessions ago, we talked about the nine gifts of the Spirit. Remember them? Three verbal gifts, three revelation gifts, three power gifts. A total of nine. 
manifestation of the great Holy Spirit that could flow through us to help and bless other people. In our last session together, as I mentioned, we talked about the seven gifts of the Father. And we talked about how one of those gifts is in each and every one of us. Whether it's to be a giver or be in the ministry or what we call here ministry of helps, a servant of the Lord, you know, etc. One of those seven lives in you and one of those seven lives in me. Every Christian everywhere has one of these gifts given to them by God when they were born again. Every single one of us. Every single Christian everywhere. Whether they know it or not, have researched it or not, or learned what it is or not, it does reside in here. And one of the great discoveries of being a last days Christian is finding out what that gift is, in, is that's in you. What motivates me and what inspires me to be what I am and to do what I do. Amen. Well, tonight, for a few minutes, we, we, we can't exhaust this subject because if you went to Bible college, uh, for example, when I went to Bible college, we spent one whole year, three times a week in classes for a whole year, talking about apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers, and the fivefold ministry, and what their function was, and what their function isn't, and, and who should be in it, and who shouldn't, and how do you know it, and how don't you know it. And it's a very intensive, extended study that you never run out of verses for. However, what we're going to do for about 20 minutes is a flash, like a lightning flash, of a little intake on the fivefold ministry. Why is that so important to all of us, Brother Barclay? Well, number one, I am one. And because I am one and I'm your pastor, you should know biblically what I am and how to relate to me. Number two, we have others that flow in and out of this church as well. You should recognize them. And for all you know, some of you are called to be in the fivefold ministry. Just because you're not in it yet doesn't mean it's not your call. See? So, third or fourthly, we should learn this because the Bible says that Jesus gave these gifts to men and just in the line of studying the scriptures and knowing about spiritual things and being ignorant no more, we should study them. So here we go. I'm starting in Ephesians 4 verse 1. If you're with me, say amen. amen. I therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, beseech you that you walk worthy of the vocation wherewith you are called. Vocation? Yeah, your call, your area of life. What's your place in life? No, this is my opinion, you might be different. Uh, the moment an earthling is birthed, God determines a purpose for that one. Some and most, God determined the purpose while you're still in your mother's womb, however you got in your mother's womb. And so we understand that in our walk in life, you do, I do, there is a divine purpose. There is a reason for your being. This is important when you bring your children up. And, you may, and your children may not do what you feel they're called to do as they grow up. The best advice you can give your kids is whatever it is you're going to study and whatever it is you're going to be and be educated for, you have to understand that you must be a Christian in that environment. If you're the second man on the moon, you put up the U.S. flag and have a little Christian one to wave in your left hand. Whatever you do, you do it as unto the Lord. You do it with all of your might, and it's okay. We need everybody to fulfill the billets 
of life. Everybody. Don't ever make fun of anybody. Don't ever look down on anybody. Do you know what would happen to us? For example, if, if all of the trash collectors decided, I don't want to be a trash man anymore. It's trashy business. And people think I'm trashy and it's hard work. It's actually a good job. But, so, but you get put down for it. Before you know it, what, what's going to happen to the rest of us if they don't bring the truck around anymore? See, there's a purpose for everybody in life. The baker... The banker, amen. The candlestick maker, you know what I'm talking about. There's a purpose in life, you got that. But there's also a purpose spiritually. If God is promoting you in a realm of life, of your studies and your vocation, this says excel at it. You should be a great witness. You, you, some of you are going to reach people that are never going to hear the voice of the preacher. You're the only evangelist. Their blood could be on your hands when they die and, 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 and go to hell because you were in that environment, you were in that room, you were in that boardroom. You'd ate dinner with them, you rubbed shoulders with them, and you didn't even have enough Christian boldness to slip a track in their pocket to read later. Sometimes you don't have the freedom to preach, but you can always insert the Word of God and try to evangelize wherever you go and be successful in your vocation. In Jesus' name. Now, prayer is not a vocation. It's a responsibility of all of us. Church attendance is not a vocation. It's a responsibility of all of us. Giving, tithing, and sowing is not a vocation. It is a responsibility of all of us. Do you understand? Yes, so quitting your job and sitting around and praying is not according to the Scriptures. You're goofy. Thank you. Verse 2, maybe you'll like it better. With all lowliness and meekness, with long-suffering, forbearing one another in love, verse 3, enduring to keep the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace, there is one body, one Spirit, even as you are called into one hope of your calling. Verse 5, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is above all and through all and in you all, but unto every one of us is given grace. Isn't that great? Amen. Say, I'm in that verse. Amen. But unto every one of us is given grace. What's grace mean? Heaven's help, whether you deserved it or not. Heaven's help, whether you deserved it or not. But every one of us was given heaven's help, whether we deserved it or not, according to the measure of the gift of Christ. Verse 8, still with me? Yes. Wherefore he saith, when he ascended up on high, he led captivity captive. That's Abraham's bosom emptying out. That's another message for another day. Look at this. And gave gifts unto men. Now here are the gifts. Let's cut to the chase. Verse 11. And he gave some. Who, gave, who did the giving here? Jesus Christ. On his way up, Jesus Christ, on his way up on his ascension, he, he sent back down supernatural giftings. And he, verse 11, gave some. Now the word some there means a minute few. A, if you're taking notes, write that down. A minute few. You know, compared to the masses of Christians. And he gave some apostles and some minute few to be prophets and some to be evangelists, and some to be pastors, and some, 
He gave gifts to be authoritative teachers. This isn't talking about Sunday school teachers and that sort. This is talking about the authority teachers like a Dr. Roy Hicks, uh, you know, uh, that, that level of teacher that has authority position in the body of Christ. Twelve. Now, why did he give these five gifts? Wait a minute, look up here. First of all, I want you to understand that when you add up all of these gifts that Jesus gave, okay, apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers, all of them put together is the anointing and ministry of Jesus Christ. All of them put together is the anointing and ministry of Jesus Christ. They were divided up so that not one of us could overpower all the rest of us. So he gave different ones to be apostles. Different ones were gifted to be prophets. Different individuals were gifted to be evangelists, pastors, and teachers. And now all of that together, you'd have Jesus Christ standing here in the midst of you. But you'll never have Jesus standing here in the midst of you except for by the Spirit because they were divided up among a, a lot of people. Again, if you, if you went through the earth and collected all of these gifts back, you would have the, the entirety ministry of Jesus Christ gathered together once again. But he's the one that separated it up. He said, I'm going to heaven now. And he looked down and he split up his ministry among the fivefold ministry to take care of and oversee and have authority among the flocks of God. Now, why did he do that? We know we just said he did that. We just read that he did that. But why did he do that? Why do we have apostles? Why do we have prophets? Well, let's keep reading. Verse 12. For the, number one, if you're taking notes, perfecting of the saints. Oh. Perfecting means maturing. So you have been given the fivefold ministry gifts to mature you as a Christian. Pretty cool. Two, for the work of the ministry. Oh. You mean to tell me, Brother Barclay, if I run around with a real apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, or teacher, that I'm going to end up doing work in the ministry and working for God and working in the church? That's exactly what I'm telling you. And that's exactly what verse 12 is telling you, that part of the gifting that is in the true minister of the gospel, the fivefold minister, is to inspire you and enable you and help you grow up to do your work in Jesus Christ. Thank you for all your enthusiasm about that. Number three is found in verse 12. You have apostles, uh, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers for the edifying of the body of Christ. In other words, they're not called to one flock. I'm not called just to you. No offense to the just to you part. I'm not called, no pastor is called just to his flock. If he's a true fivefold ministry, then he's called to the entire body of Christ. Now, that's not true if you're not fivefold ministry. Many of you are either called to your local flock to be part of the army there, members in particular, or you are called to a man or woman of God as an armor bearer, and, uh, and both are very clearly seen in the New Testament as well as the Old. Some, some of you are called, for example, in this environment, some of you are called here. If one day I went to heaven before you, 
or, or God called me to go away for a season or whatever. Uh, some of you would not miss a lick. You'd say it doesn't matter. I love Brother Barclay, but uh, this is my church. This is my vision. This is my, I'm part of this army. My family's staying put, and we're going to do what we've been trained to do. There'd be a, not as many, but there'd be a handful of you say, whoa, whoa, wait a minute, man. I'm not called to living word. I'm called to help Mark Barclay fulfill his mission in the earth. And I know that's what I'm called to do. And if he's going to such and such place, I'm going to have to find a way to go there because that's my call. And we see that again throughout even the New Testament. And so you're normally, as ministry of helps people, or not five-fold ministry people, you're not called to the whole body of Christ. Why is that so important? Oh, because I've seen so many people in my lifetime crash and burn thinking they were called to, you know, I could start naming names, so could some of you that have been here a long time. Oh, yeah, I, I can... I probably shouldn't, but we could, couldn't we? Start listing people who thought they were called to be the prophet, the great evangelist, start a church, go out in the singing career ministry. Can't, you know, all of a sudden, I'm, I, I'm better than the orchestra. I'm better than the choir here, and I'm going to go out and have my big ministry. Go find them. They all crashed and burned because they weren't called to go out to the whole body of Christ and you're usually not called to go out to the whole body of Christ unless you're five-fold ministry. Then you're called to the whole body. Now, you're called to evangelize the world. You can go to the whole world and evangelize the world. Sure you can. Kind of quiet in here. What, was you all planning a big field trip this Sunday and go <laughs> start a church or something? Yeah, these are very important items. Now, I remember something Brother Hagen taught me and Vicky when we were baby preachers. Dr. Hagen, he's in heaven now, but he'd say, and, and he, uh, this originated out of him getting caught up in the spirit one day in a meeting. And he started literally weeping before God, saying, oh, no, oh, no, oh, my God, no. And he said, ministries, I see them going bankrupt. But not just their ministries. They're not just losing their ministries. They're losing their health. Oh, my God, no. He'd say, my God, my, my Lord, my Lord. Oh, no, no. And he'd start weeping. They're losing not just all their money, but they're losing their minds. Their children are becoming demonized. And when he got done doing all that, he, he paused them and he said, because they wanted to do something they were not called to do. And they messed with the anointing. Or they wanted to be in an office. Even preachers get in this trap. They want to be in an office they're not truly called to be in. I'll let that set a minute. We could make another list right here, couldn't we? Sure, some of you saints that have been here with me 30 years. Um, I can say this. Now, I'm, not the, I'm probably not the hottest pastor around. You know, I'm more of the prophet's ministry, and I think when we go to heaven, you're going to get extra rewards because you survived the prophetic ministry for so long. But uh, I can tell you this. Anybody I put my hand on and truly blessed, they're still out doing it. And the others are not. They went shipwreck. And when you go shipwreck, and it's not, wait a minute, let's, let's rewind the tape. It's not Mark Barclay. You don't need a Barclay blessing. You're either in the will of God or you're not. And if you are, then the leadership ministry will bless you and the elders will endorse it. And if you're not, you are in for one hellish ride. 
Can you imagine? The, I, the only thing I can see worse than just being a flat-out Christian with no protection from any evil anywhere is being, one, is being an elbow out of joint. The pain never stops. It doesn't work right. Every time you move it, the whole rest of the body flinches. Oh, my God, not him again, not her again. Oh, not that again. You know, it's like that elbow out of joint. But uh, it, the, the only thing worse to me than wanting to be something you're not is forcing yourself to be something you're not. And then, my brother, sister, all hell's going to break out against you. If you are called to the five-fold ministry, I have a word for you. Hide. Hide. Don't you ever tell anybody. You hide until God forces you. I didn't say rebel, did I? You can't rebel against God. You hide yourself because once this is discovered by the evil forces that you are now an officer in this kingdom, you're going to face stuff like you've never thought you'd ever... <laughs> you, you, I don't even know if I can explain it to you unless you've been there. But the targeting now that happens to you just because you open your mouth and said, I'm called to preach, I'm called to be a pastor, I'm, called, I'm the prophetess of the Lord. Man, you just spit on, kicked on, and bit every hairy demon that has been tracking you, and they're going to raise up with a, they just turned their slingshots in for catapults. Don't ever, don't ever mistake it. The only thing worse than that is for, you know, you might really truly be called and you start saying that. That's enough warfare. The only thing worse than that, wow, that is to fake it, to get confused, to get deceived that you're supposed to be out and about the body of Christ and you're supposed to have authority in God's house. Amen. Just the qualification is to be a deacon. Blameless. Your house in order. Humble. Grave. What about the first six? Honest. How about that? A good report. Full of the Holy Ghost. Not a sputter once in a while. You know, you, you, you give a little huck -da 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 in tongue in here, but around all your other friends, you're scared to death to tell them you're spirit-filled because in your heart you really are ashamed of your God. And it shames you to be ashamed of your God, so you just zip your lip and live in hiding. Yeah, we got preachers, many of them rich and famous, my brother, sister. There's nothing you can do about it. I'm just preaching my series. Don't be ignorant about it. They don't qualify biblically. But then again, really, who cares? Because most of the body of Christ is not going by this anymore. That's, that's correct. You'd be shocked how many preachers in this city right here do not preach from this anymore. They refer to it. Or not at all. Right here in the, in the religious city of Midland. Midland actually is a pretty conservative religious city. Yeah, it is. And, and so I'm not exaggerating these things. Now, if you get out of the will of God, you, you are asking for everything to break out against you. Amen. Well, I got off on that a little bit. Let me, 
Let me pull the boat back in here a little bit. Amen. Let me, let's keep reading the list, okay? Uh, I was giving you a list of why do you have apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers. One, to mature the saints. That's you. Two, to get you in your work of your ministry that you're called to do. It's probably not your profession or your vocation to be in full-time Christian work, but some of you it is. Some of you it is. We got, it's strange in the body of Christ. Some of you are called to work for a ministry full time and you've run from it all your life. Some of you would give anything to work for a ministry, but it's not the will of God for you to do it. Isn't it amazing? It's all the trick of Satan to keep some in and some out so he can keep messing up your life. Amen. Number three, we're, uh, we're given the five-fold ministry to edify the body of Christ. We're called to the whole body of Christ. Four, to grow you up spiritually. Do you want to see that in the verses? Or are you okay with it? I don't know where you're at. You're quiet tonight, so I'm going to have to do my mannequin explanation to the TV audience in a minute. Look at verse 14. This is number five on your list, or number four on your list. It is verse 13. I'm sorry. Verse 13 is number four. Till we all come into the unity of the faith of the knowledge of the Son of God unto a perfect, which means mature man, Christian, unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. That's the word that we're using here called spiritual. You have apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers help you be spiritual. Number five on your list is found in verse 14, and it's called no longer children that are easily deceived. Say it. No longer children that are easily deceived. Verse 14. But as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. Hallelujah. We're going to study the Word of God. He Shundai. Woo! We need the gifts of the Spirit to flow through your life in this dark day so you have supernatural, God-given power to touch and help other people. Amen. You know what the Lord is saying? If you love me, then when I go through all this for you, do something with it. You do something with this to help somebody else. Turn with me, please, to 1 Corinthians chapter 12. The flowing of the gifts of the Spirit. It is not the assignment of God for every ministry to be good at everything or involved in everything. Can you say amen on it? Praise God. Listen, I hope you enjoyed this broadcast as much as I enjoyed doing it. Preaching the Word, helping you, helping me, the Holy Spirit helping all of us. Isn't it great to be a Christian? There's no better way to live. If you don't know my Jesus, listen, invite Him into your life right now and mean it. You can contact us. There's multiple ways. Jump on social media, jump on the website, and uh, we're going to help you. You can come out here to church. We have ministers to help you. It's a hard walk by yourself, but it's a powerful walk together. Don't forget our series, Ignorant No More. Uh, get online, get at the bookstore, get yours ordered right away. Tell everybody about the broadcast and listen, send a prayer request. We're prayer people out here. And we mean it. If you can, when you can, send finances to help us preach. Every dollar counts. We pray over it. We ask God to bless you, but we pray that you have the satisfaction that with your help, we are touching a multitude of people. Praise God. And I'm just going to keep doing this. 
and doing it and preaching it and teaching it and praying over you and believe in God that you literally have the best day of your life living as a Christian. There is no better way to walk across this planet than as a born-again, spirit-filled Christian. Hope to see you at the church here, Living Word, or the next broadcast. Amen.